0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking, fucking killing, killing me. I'm Rainey.
1: I'm Corinne. And thank y'all for listening. This is our second last episode, season Woo! two. Woo! It makes me feel really excited. Yeah. And thankful. Yes. Yeah. And excited. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> blurry eyes. Excited to figure out what's next. So. Where we take it. Where yeah. it goes.
0: Summer Works um, is happening August 8th to 18th. Everybody should go check that out. And Dance Made in Canada is happening August 14th to 18th. Right. Two very great
1: events. Yeah. Um, And you won't hear uh, from us episode-wise in August, so we won't be able to remind you, but hopefully we'll keep our social media sort of kind of active.
0: Yes. (laughs) We are taking August off. Yeah. You guys will remember this for those uh, ride or dies we took last year off our last August off as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just time to regroup, get our vacations in.
1: Yep. Everybody needs breaks. Everybody needs breaks. If they tell you, you don't.
0: I feel like um, August is a really kind of month where everybody takes time to relax. So if you're listening to us to relax, go back to season one and listen to some episodes. Yep. Go back to early episodes of season two. There were some really awesome episodes this year, and I really think there's a lovely,
1: like, evolution of progression within this podcast. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. I think that our episodes have gotten, not better is the right word, but better. better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, better. Um, But the conversations just, like, get deeper quicker, I think. And the topics we talk about, Mm -hmm. even if they make us uncomfortable in the room, like you'll hear happen in this next episode, it's, like, they're important conversations to have, have. Yes. And... With people that are having the lived experiences of them. Yeah.
0: Because this year has been a fucking year, and I don't know if you guys feel it, but I feel like everybody's really been in a lump sum. (laughs) Mars is continuously in retrograde, apparently. What the fuck retrograde? (laughs) Um, But we do have Sarita Hector, who is an amazing artist, and who I am constantly in awe and inspired by. Um. She is definitely somebody I look up to, and we, I was so excited to have her on the podcast.
2: Let's get going. So I am Sarita, and I am a Toronto-based artist, uh, primarily dance, and I also am a teacher in the city. What do you want to talk about? I would love to talk about your summer works Yes, and this piece that
0: you've been working on for what yeah. feels like
1: how long? It's been a year. The same solo that you did at. Um... So this is the same
2: solo that I did at Dance Matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I did it at Dance Matters, it was real fresh and really just a bunch of ideas. Um, so I just kind of put the ideas together for the Dance Matters stuff, and um, so Summer Works. I'm going to be part of a triple bill. Okay. Uh, in collaboration or in connection with the School of Toronto Dance Theater, which is super exciting for me mm-hmm. because I am a proud graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be part of the SummerWorks Lab. Okay. Um, and then within that section, I will do again, kind of like a second draft mm-hmm. of what I've been working on. And the piece is called Black Ballerina. Um, and then for the Citadel dance mix, I'll do like the official, this is what it is Mm -hmm. right now as
0: we stand. So what is this? What's the difference between a SummerWorks lab and a SummerWorks show?
2: Yeah. So the SummerWorks lab is often a chance for artists to come in and present some ideas and have feedback through a Q&A afterwards or through a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So you can come in and you can say here's what I'm working on, here's what I think I'm going to do, what do you think? And you can get immediate feedback mm-hmm. from the audience then and there. Well, wow. um, another great thing about SummerWorks, which is a new thing that's happening, is they are doing a partnership with uh, O F F T A. OFTA or Off F T A, which is essentially a subsection of uh, the huge Montreal Dance Festival. Oh, okay. And so I was able to go with SummerWorks to Montreal last mm, two weeks, two weeks ago. Okay. And pretty much present my work for international presenters. Wow! So I, yeah, that's a crazy opportunity that SummerWorks is now doing, in partnership with Montreal Dance. Yeah, they're looking for work to bring other places. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, what they did was they did this thing called an open studio series, okay, um, which had uh, some which had SummerWorks, but also a few other uh, theaters that have artists in residence in them. And they had all of Sunday open studio series. Mm-hmm. So like presenters from both Canada and internationally, okay. <clears throat> they were able to come in and watch right. what SummerWorks has done in the past. Right. And what SummerWorks is doing right now, this summer in mm-hmm for this August. So it was a really great opportunity to get out there and talk about my work mm-hmm. and to kind of go through a pitch session because that's not really something you're ever taught. That's not something you're taught. No. Like mm-hmm. as artists, how to pitch quickly for presenters, right. you know, what's important to the work and what's important to you and who says it too. how you say it and how you say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So SummerWorks lab is a place where people can have ideas and talk about them. It's less of an official show, right? If that makes sense. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And this work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a title.
2: (laughs) This work has got a title. And it is very much about the title. It's a statement right off the bat. It is a statement off the bat. And I kind of like that. I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get into before you get into it. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, essentially, this work was created through the Canada Council Explore and Create mm-hmm. research creation section. Um, and I had thought that I had wanted to do something about my family history and something about my MRP, my movement research paper, is which is essentially about blacks and indigenous people in Nova Scotia, because mm-hmm. this is so such a loaded topic and, uh, not a lot of people know about the history of both blacks in indigenous and the mixing of culture in, in East coast of Canada. Like, why didn't I learn about this as a child? This is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So black ballerina is essentially about my, my research and figuring out why I started to do ballet in the first place. Right. Like, I often think it's about systemic racism and it's about the unconscious ways that we try to fit in when we don't even know that we're... we're, we're doing it, mm-hmm. right? I think f- for specifically female identifying people, we're born trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it starts really early. So I wanted to look at that and kind of think about why it why it exists, you know, why, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think that we as Canadians think about that the U.S. is so far away in terms of segregation and in terms of its history and racism and things like that. And it's not that far away. No, it's only like two generations away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that far away. And for me, I think I have an interesting perspective too because not only am I from New Brunswick and I've spent time in New Brunswick, I've also spent time in North Carolina, which is where my mom lives and which is where I started doing ballet. So that is a a really loaded perspective too about what... Blackness is, what indigeneity is, and what ballet is, and what that means to be in both, in, in, in all of those worlds, in two different regions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what the work is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really uh, great to hear people's feedback about the work.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. Can you talk about, like, geographically, how both those places are different
2: for you culturally? Sure. So, in New Brunswick, I was the only black person Mm -hmm. that attended, oh, sorry, my cousin, who is also black. So, (laughs) two black people attending school there (laughs) Um, elementary, middle. And then so I went from being the only black person to being one of many black people in North Carolina. What age was that move at? That was thirteen, eighth grade. It's also like a very tough year. It's a total (laughs) tough year. It's like crazy. Puberty, like holy
1: crap.
2: Yeah, so yeah, so that was Like in that in of itself is like a crazy culture shock Mm -hmm. where you think you have a grasp on where you're supposed to be in society. And then you go just a two hour flight away and you're like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And it was like what? immediately noticeable, like as soon as you stepped out for oh, school. So that
2: first day, they asked me why I, I talk like a white girl. They oh. said, You know, why do you look like that? Why is your skin so light? Why do you, where are you from? Why are you so weird?
0: Oh, God.
2: And then it was like, Oh, well, you know that you're light skinned, so you're supposed to be in the light people friend group.
0: Oh, so like status quo right off the bat, kind of.
2: Shadism, pointo. Like, shadism, here we go. Right. Yeah. So that's also this navigation that I explore in Black Ballerina. Yeah. How is it that shadism can be, you know, shadism exists. It's real. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's still going on. Wow. did yes. you come back to Canada then? Yeah. So after I graduated, I spent one extra year in North Carolina. And then I decided that I wanted to maybe explore teaching. School teaching. Like teaching dance. hmm Uh, So I found out about the National Ballet School for Teaching Mm -hmm. and moved back to New Brunswick and auditioned for the school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think also that plays, and I got into this school, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that also plays into the title and who I am as a person. I I liked to do ballet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a way for me to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. I liked to move. I liked to be in that atmosphere. And then to get into that school, you know, I never really thought... Right now I wonder if I'm the only black, mixed, indigenous person that has graduated from that teacher training program right upon upon listen to this upon doing the audition assessment right they said to me people like you don't fit
1: in here are you sure you want to come to your face yeah Some, that came out of someone's mouth yeah yeah and then you still went to the program oh
2: i was like yeah i do now i know i really do i yeah. want to prove you freaking wrong oh wow yeah
0: wow and growing up in north carolina and still like <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh, oh, oh cool cool cool
2: yeah. oh.
0: <laughs> and probably someone you still see today that you that yeah. said that to you oh yeah it must be kind of nice though because you have received oh, like some nice. lovely accolades
2: <laughs> oh it's so nice yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. A couple years ago, I was like the, it was like the alumni speaker. I was the alumni speaker. Right. It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That person is still a part of the program? That person is still a part of the program. Hmm.
0: Have
2: they ever discussed with you what they said or have you ever brought that
1: up to them? No.
0: No.
2: No. Lots of things happen there that are never discussed again. That right.
1: swept exactly... under the rug. <laughs> Sweep it. Fast, faster. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> true. Wow. Yeah. And was that the first time someone had said something like that to you in
2: a dance or art ascent? Oh, no. In high school, they said if they were... So in high school, it was the the guys that uh that were part of the football team the black guys that were part of the football team and they would say like you gotta know your place like you gotta know that you're not supposed to be doing this dancing you're not supposed to be dancing you're not supposed to be doing ballet You got to know your place. Like, do you understand your place? And
0: at this point, there wasn't, I mean, ballerinas like Misty Copeland or anything to look up to,
2: right? There was, um, there was, oh, what's her name? There was one, and uh, she was slightly before Mm -hmm. Misty Copeland. Yeah. Yeah. There
1: was Ailey. Right. Right. Dance Theater of Harlem. hmm Right. Put in the many institutions of dance and you can only name two that have like lots of re- representation. It's an issue. E- not enough. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's
2: not enough. No. When you look out when you're on the streetcar Yeah. You see many people. Mm-hmm. Many different people, right? So why not when you're like at the ballet? This is this is yes. Yeah. yeah, this is
1: Toronto Right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, it's like so shocking to me that Some people like that people in your peer group would say things to you like that. Oh, like, oh yeah know place. Yeah You gotta know your
2: place in a southern accent. Yeah. Do you think they're speaking from
1: a place
0: of like oppression or oh, just because Yeah,
2: I think they're speaking from a place of like It's like you do what your parents have taught you to do. If your parents teach you that Racism exists. That you are only supposed to do this, this, and this, and speak to this type of person and that type of person. It's it's all b- by f- familial. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot by familial familial practice. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. So I don't even know if they were doing it because that's what they thought they should be saying or if their parents had taught them, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how much of it was close to how they believed themselves and their identity versus how they were, were taught right. for their life. Right.
0: And you're obviously your experience growing up with your mother and your father's yeah. It was
2: different. Yeah. Yeah, that is also a huge thing too mm-hmm. about how you identify in the world, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I have two dads mm-hmm. and one mom. Mm-hmm. And being out and having two gay and having gay parents was also not in. Mm-hmm. So it was a right. double enclosure of, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Right. How,
0: I guess it's, this is a hard question for you to answer, but what was it exactly that made you persevere and see something that was beyond what you were being told?
2: No, I think it's like the the need to want to prove someone wrong- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh yeah it's a it's a really good question. I don't know if I can really answer that because it's sometimes I feel like we just do things. I, I don't know if I, I, I don't right. know if I can answer that. Yeah. That's a really good question. <laughs> you stumped me <laughs> because like, this is, this is what I, I think about in the solo is this, is it, was it me actually consciously thinking mm-hmm. I want to do ballet and I want to do, uh, I like, I want, I want to go against the grain and right. Conscious and I know what I'm doing every single time, but I don't think it's like that at all. Like no. sometimes you're just making decisions. You're just making decisions. You're not really you're just living your life. Yeah, you're not really thinking about how politically you know. charged something is. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just doing it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But there's obviously a quality in you that was making these decisions.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's yeah, for sure. Something. And I mean, let's not like neglect the fact that these decisions right now in my career are being made. These decisions would have never been made when I was an emerging dancer. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it
1: is. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> i to drink this coffee. I'm going to drink this coffee. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: <laughs> you talked about a little bit before. about my thing. I'm not your fault. I'm just going
1: in the wrong direction. <laughs> Maybe if I go like this, it'll
0: stay. Oh, nice. I've got yeah. we go. That's the question again. It's okay. <laughs> um, you talked a little bit about before about from a young age, people are trying, especially young
1: women, mm. are trying mm-hmm. to fit in. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about trying to fit in? Yeah uh, It feels like It's something that's constantly evolving and it's constantly fluid because um, I can remember trying to like not fit in as a, as like a kid and try to be like one of the boys, but that's also just like another way to fit in with a different right. group, right? And now that looks different now, right? Where you're like trying to fit in at work, or you're trying to fit in yeah with your like your partner and your partner's friend, or yeah. just like walking down the street when you don't want attention, trying to like blend in, yeah. And every day it's like something different, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes like how conscious it is. Yeah. Especially like living in downtown Toronto and like living with in very close proximity to a lot of people that you don't know and like what you do to stay safe in like that kind of situation Mm -hmm. on an everyday basis. Mm Yeah. It is usually not this loud in this neighborhood. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's going on there. Oh, there it is.
0: I feel like people, certain people, I notice it in myself are like chameleons. Yes. Like some people women are chameleons. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You can like women put them yes. in certain groups and they can immediately within 30 seconds of having a conversation with a certain group of people okay. be able to master how they're speaking. Yes.
1: Specific mm-hmm. wordings that are.
2: Yes. Slang. You know,
1: that you pick up things from different people depending yeah. where you're, mm-hmm. who you're integrated with. You're like, saying, doing the same hand gestures or you're doing the same like phrasing. Yes. Mm -hmm. but super specific where they take pauses and Mm -hmm. sentences. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah, I think some people you can really drop down in the middle of anywhere and they can kind of really find ways and whether that's subconscious or not. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it is pretty interesting and it's like part of, I think like a business tactic as well that they talk about Mm. in, I think a few books about how, um, like, body mirroring or, um, voice mirroring is a way to get people to like, like you, like you.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you notice that when you travel, you start to speak like you live there? Yep. Yeah. I do that too. Mm
2: -hmm. Quite a bit. Mm Hmm.
0: And it would be interesting to see if it would be the same, or maybe this is a question for you, how it would be same in the same in terms of like movement vocabulary. Yeah. Right, like going from dancing in New Brunswick um, to dancing in North Carolina to dancing at TVT. Yeah, and how those movement patterns created kind of like your own voice now. Yeah, totally. Do you do you have like when you're creating now? Do you do movements and you can feel them from different parts of your life?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like there's a section of the piece where I am in point shoes. That's part of my identity. And then there is a section Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Yeah, totally. All of the movement is infused by my dance history and dance identity. Mm-hmm. All of it. How All can it not, not be? How can it not be? Right. Yeah. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Do you think, um, you said it before, when you, if you were an emerging artist, do you think that you would have created a work with such a statement title?
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Because I would be worried about not working again. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think that's about like the time frame that you came up in as an emerging artist or the fact that you would have been just a young emerging artist or like if you were emerging now in 2019, if I was
2: emerging piece? now in 2019, would I be able to make a piece and attempt to make the statements that I'm making now? That's a good question. Cause we think we're pretty like open and we think we're open. And also there is more, I don't know if you saw this Now magazine article about um, creating work around the victimized. Mm. I didn't see it. No, I
1: haven't seen it, but I can guess what it talks about. Yeah, you don't have to Mm -hmm. to
2: put this on, but it's just like a really, a really interesting article about this person who's doing visual art. And they're talking about like how whether or not they would be able to make the art they're making if they didn't talk about like the rape or if they didn't talk about right. all of the terrible things that happened in their life. They ta- they're essentially saying like now is the time for this kind of work to be out, mm-hmm. it's popular. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. I actually have no idea mm-hmm. what the answer to that would be. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know if I would actually. I think I would be scared to. I think I would be scared that choreographers that live in this city or in the states, anywhere, that I would be Scared that my perspective would scare them. Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, they wouldn't want to touch me as an artist, right. collaborate with me as an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think
0: it's hard. Something that like doesn't often get talked about is that when um, choreographers... Choreographers are casting. Mm-hmm. They're choreographing on a person. Yeah. And when they cast, a lot of the times they don't want to cast someone who has their own story already. Yep. Unless it's a specific st- theme they're working with, right. right? Unless
1: it fits what they're looking for. Yes.
0: Yeah. If they're casting for their own idea, they want to find someone that's this chameleon that we kind of talked about, right? Yep. Who fits into all these um, boxes. Yeah. And can kind of just like blend in. Yep. Right. So yeah, that would be interesting. And I also think like thinking about the idea of like maturity in work. Right. Like this work is already all obviously like very important to you. Yeah. And you want to give it really the respect and the
1: everything it deserves.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah.
1: It probably wouldn't be something you would be able to do if you were an emerging artist. Or... Yeah yeah right it wouldn't have the same like weight yeah it's possible yeah
0: that's possible and it's your this will be your second draft of it with SummerWorks. yeah yeah
2: yeah so this will be my second draft i'm gonna play with text oh i don't know if it's gonna be live text or if it's gonna be recorded Hmm. i'm gonna play with it yeah and for sure, I'll be using some of the set pieces that I had in the original. The one which is the, the best one so far is this thing called a powder shower.
1: Oh, those are those beautiful photos with...
2: With the powder, yeah. So there's like a. I I watch a lot of like RV camping, <laughs> car camping, <laughs> YouTube videos, like how-tos, like how-tos. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but like we drove across, yeah. my partner and I drove across Canada in our no, small I didn't that. SUV. That's hilarious. So I'm
1: really into like, did you like make a bed in the back?
2: I made a bed in the back. <laughs> so there's a bed and there's like shelving underneath yeah. and the futon bed sits on top. Yeah. And then there's like side shelving. Like it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so I'm always thinking like, how can I like renovate the car like even more? Like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then I was like, oh, this. It would be really really awesome if I could make some sort of powder shower.
1: <laughs> How can I do this? This was originally for your camper fan?
2: No, no, no. Oh, okay. This is this is now for the this the is now for okay. the show. But it was learning from these RV videos okay. that I I went to my set designer, Leslie. I love him. <laughs> and I said, I have this idea can we make some sort of portable, easily foldable shower, like structure? So it's kind of like an upside down L put a flour sifter on the outside. <laughs> and then can you figure out how the powder can go through the flour sifter? Right. He's just like, yeah, like, we could do this out of recycled material like this is gonna be great so <laughs> he actually had these bots that are like the size of your thumb okay and the bot is attached to the the shower the top part of the shower and you turn the bot on and the bot walks around inside the flower sifter and moves s- the, and and then moves will move the powder around so the powder will come out and go down
1: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing.
2: And <laughs> it's pretty cool.
1: Ah, oh, Wes. Yeah. So that's staying.
2: So that's staying. Right. Right. That's for sure staying. And then I have another section, which is called the wig hypnosis, which is me in this long blonde wig. And it, you, well, I never face front and you you watch the wig, and the wig moves side to side, and then the wig starts moving in different ways, and then you realize that the wig is another being, another character. Hmm. A blonde wig. A blonde wig. <laughs> it's important to have a blonde wig on many levels, just because we're talking about blackness and hair and the history of black hair, and then we're also talking about how how it is often so much so that the blonde female archetype is the one that we go to in terms of commercial Mm
1: -hmm.
2: everything marketing everything Mm. barbie childhood yeah yeah
0: yeah wow and the first draft and the second draft gonna be
2: quite different from each other Well, yeah, like the summer works, because it's the summer works lab, it allows me to just kind of throw everything at the wall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it allows me to not have any sort of structure. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a structure for dance matters. I felt like I had to have a structure, like a finished, like some sort of finished. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also just like initial state, like a, a first seed mm-hmm. of a couple of seeds. I would say that the summer work stuff is bigger seeds of what the actual piece is going to be. But it's not going to be like a, yeah, summer works is just going to be like a, a a really rough draft and not. Anything that's pieced together.
0: How do you work on something on yourself? Ugh. How do you? I don't know. I just it's hard.
2: (laughs) How do you?
1: I I
0: don't. (laughs) Yeah. I work on other people. (laughs) It's too hard. It's so hard. Even creating like a one to two minute thing, you're just you can't see yourself really. You can't yeah. You can't see patterns rep- repeating. You can't yeah. see.
1: You don't know if you're just being self indulgent the whole time. You don't. <sighs> it's. I don't
2: know how or why anyone does it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> but you know what I found out? Huh? Routine helps. Oh. What do you mean by that like routine like going into the studio every day by yourself go so i go up to york university shout out to york university Woo-de-hoo. because they are, <laughs> because, because yes because they are like susan cash has been amazing yeah. and i have access to the dance conditioning room So I will go up there and work out on the reformer for an hour. Uh And then I will say, okay, this is the schedule. As I'm on the reformer, okay, this is the schedule of things to do today. Uh Just freaking do it. And then you have your list there. Well, you better do it because you have Mm. three hours in the studio. And then you're done for the day. And also, like, I don't know if you've read this book by Jonathan Burroughs. Of course you have. Have you?
0: I, like I literally didn't even have to mention which one, and I was like, I know exactly. What yes. <laughs> like he's got so many lovely essays and like groups of essays, but and yeah. he
2: and he as a human being is amazing, mm-hmm. and is just like, yeah, just make some dance.
1: Mm-hmm. It's I, the,
2: and yeah. yeah, and also like in person, he's like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm talking about, and he is like. one of the greatest writers and creators yeah Yeah. and he so for him to be so nonchalant it's it's something that I always remember yeah nonchalant is is that the right word yeah cavalier Right? Like casual. Yeah. casual. yeah. Casual. Yeah. And it's okay if it's shit and it's okay if it's not shit. Yeah, you have to be okay with either. You rough. have to be okay with either. <laughs> and yes. I feel like he is really okay with either and he understands <laughs> that every day it's not going to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. No. So I always think about him too. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just thinking... a stupid fucking dance. It's is one of my just, favorite just quotes.
2: a stupid fucking dance. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> I was thinking about a completely different uh, book, but.
0: Choreographer's Handbook. Yeah. Is that, that's what we're talking about. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was thinking about that and I was thinking about another one that I read in university. I think Michelle gave it to us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all great. about like creating habits and creativity and that's where it really like flourishes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I was just reading um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you read this? I've seen people holding out to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he's, in one of the sections, he's talking about how habit and routine are so important for creativity. Mm. It's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't... you got to block it out and just do it. Just block it out and do it. And then you'll want to block it out and do it more when you start blocking out and doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> you go every day to the university...
2: I did before I went to New York. Yes, right. but I will be next week. I'll start again next week. Will you be there?
0: I feel like I'm going to have to after this week because I have done absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> my sister last night, I literally fell asleep and was like, it's you're halfway through the summer and you have done nothing. And do you know what? It came to me like this. <laughs> Jolting out of bed. I jolted. I opened my eyes and I jolted. I and mean, I was like, where's the CBD oil? I need more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just give me another hole. Just, just drink the bottle. It'll yes. be fun.
1: Just get drink some. it. Just drink it. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, yes, I'll, hopefully, i will be there. But it's, well, working on yourself is it's a challenge. It is. It really is. Do you just record and have outside eyes?
2: Yeah. So, I have a wonderful outside eye, also known as a movement dramaturg. Mm. Dramaturge. Dramaturge. Turge. Turge. Dramaturg Drama Turge.
1: Turge. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and
2: who is it? Seika. Seika boy. Oh, I don't know. That. She is the most wonderful person to be in the studio with you know her at all? No. Oh my gosh, you have to know her. <laughs> she is great. She is a professor at U of T and also a graduate. Oh, don't quote me on this, but I believe she's a graduate of York University. And all of her work is around uh, black history and social dance in toronto but she's also a dance writer for dance collection dance okay and
0: i actually think i uh, natasha powell was talking to me about her so that's how i recognize the name but never met her
2: so she did a wonderful exhibit at dance collection dance called it's about time dancing black in canada And then the same work was uh, shown at the progressive festival through the theater center and I believe that the work is going to come back again you should see the uh, the exhibit yeah it's really really cool but she's also a dancer and she is she just knows a lot and sees a lot and she's a, often a, um, a movement advisor for not just me but for other people like she's been a movement advisor for other choreographers around the city so she's able to say when you do this move it looks like this from this show are you sure you want to do that Whoa. or or yeah it's great or she'll say something like, when you do this section, I have the following questions. One, two, three, four, five. And, she'll, and so it's like, okay. Side eye. Wow. She gives you gr- like,
1: real feedback.
2: She gives you real
1: feedback. It helps you edit your work and question why sections are there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been feeling like there's a lot of not editing lately. Agreed. Interrupt, yes. Agree <laughs> a lot of doing it for a cool cool
0: factor is that
2: I mean? the cool factor is cool now uh, It's cool. Everybody's got to be cool. cool. It's cool. Is it in it's in and cool?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah Just because it's in and cool doesn't mean it's great
1: work. No nope. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean it'll last either. Is that what yeah. you
2: wanted to say? No. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. not you yeah. allowed to have opinions about stuff? Yeah, right? Yeah, you're not allowed or you are allowed to not like something that everybody else liked. Yeah. Yeah Yeah Yeah, so you're
2: so, doing it. Yeah, so I'm doing it <laughs> and Seika has been great um, Also, my partner Adam is really great. He'll come in and watch and he has a filmmaker perspective, so that's always interesting. It's really interesting.
0: And this work's being made for a proscenium theater setting, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on the content, that seems like that would be
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And just because lighting design is going to be crucial mm-hmm. for things like the powder shower right. or things right. like the wig hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's going to have to be done right. in a theater, in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. Go into the studio list. Do mm-hmm.
0: it. So much faith in me.
2: <laughs> Just do it. Just start it. Mm-hmm. Just start it. It's the hardest part. It's the freaking hardest
1: part. Yeah. Do you find that the filmmaker influence from your partner influences your work at all? Or, yeah. Or do you, like, diverge? Oh, yeah. No, it, he, yeah.
2: We're really good collaborators together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brutally honest sometimes. I think filmmakers are. <laughs>
1: yeah. Andre's also a filmmaker. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Goodness. Sometimes I am. to be like, can you just like say that in a different way? Because that just really hurt my feelings. Can you
2: just say that? Cause <laughs> can you say that in a different way? Or maybe tell me tomorrow when I stop crying, like <laughs> that's so true. It's
1: so true. When I stop crying. Yeah. I can't handle it right now. Like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: in a way though, is it better just to get it all out at once than just constantly?
1: I mean, I, the honesty is great. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty. Right. But sometimes you just gotta like roll it back and say it slightly different. Yes. Just roll it back Just roll it back. Or just like think about oh, what you're gonna to say <laughs> Yes <laughs> Yes. It is it's that big dick energy
2: it's like you have No problem telling me How you feel and my feelings mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. you have no I am crying I'm crying and it means nothing to you. <laughs> it's just saying you just saying your opinion. You just don't care. Yeah. Like it's
1: crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. I'm
2: like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I do feel so to answer your question. Yes. yes mm. I do feel like, like he does, he, he does affect the way that the work is going to play out. Right. But not to, like, in a crazy... No. A crazy extent. Like, I keep reminding myself, you know, what I want within the work and mm-hmm. what's important to me. And we've battled quite a bit already about what should be and
1: where. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's Yours. still mine. Yeah. They just see things in, like, a different way. Yeah. And, like, much more narrative. Yeah. And storytelling kind of aspect. Yeah. Which to me doesn't really I is like secondary versus like what's happening in the moment. Totally. Totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. But I also appreciate that perspective too, because
2: I feel like, I feel like there can be an element of storytelling within dance. I, I I don't feel like that is dead. I, I, mm-hmm. you know i feel like and i also feel like in order to be accessible in some ways to people that have never seen dance
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's a great way to get them in yes. i mean
0: crystal pike is such an excellent example yeah.
1: of that yeah 100 yeah 100%
0: contemporary movement yes. or whatever you want to classify it as
1: mm-hmm. with
0: a narrative background Yeah,
1: and it's being seen all over the world
2: and it's being seen all over the world with high reviews there is a reason i'm i'm there is a reason i was gonna say i'm sorry but i'm not sorry there is a reason why that type of work is successful and sorry successful i put it in quotes but successful to me means that you are able to present it more than once
0: to 10
1: people
2: To 10 people (laughs) and half over
0: to dancers,
2: yes, (laughs) yes, yes, like, let's just like,
0: and also, it's like, it's not saying that, like, because yeah, you should do what art you want to do, but I think we have to be a little bit accepting of the fact that maybe the art that you want to do might not want to
1: be people might not want to see, and
2: that's okay, too, yes, that's okay, that's that just means that it's a different kind of thing
1: yes but and you can have both
2: you can have both Mm -hmm. they can exist oh my gosh they can exist to think that they can exist together
1: also to think that like the same person can make more than one type of art yeah oh my crazy crazy
2: crazy. (laughs)
1: That is crazy. Yeah.
0: I do. Yeah. That's crazy. I think it's all possible. And it's all like, I don't, what I don't understand is the idea of this, um, uh, this idea of having your nose up in the air about work that follows narrative. Right. Right. Or that follows something that's easy to Mm -hmm. to follow. Um, I think that's kind of when it gets problematic, Mm -hmm. right. When you think that, just because you want to work in this like maybe non-linear way or this way of um, just movement or whatever, like we just discussed, doesn't mean that your way's wrong, doesn't mean that our way's wrong, doesn't mean that your way's better, doesn't mean that this way's better. Mm
1: -hmm. There's no hierarchy to it. No,
0: exactly. Yeah. 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 It doesn't exist. I don't think hierarchy should really exist within an art scape realm, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: Unless you look at ticket sales, but...
0: In which case the ballet.
1: <laughs> in which case the ballet. <laughs> that ballet.
0: Which we already discussed is not a diverse
2: audience. <laughs> wee bit problematic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wee bit, wee bit problematic. I got into this long story with this teacher at a high school who teaches dance in high school and she was like Sarita one of the kids just came up to me and said, where are the black people in dance history? Yeah. Where are the black people in Canadian dance history? And she was like...
0: How do you respond to that? Yeah.
2: And she was like, this is one of the first times I just didn't know what to say. Wow. The kid stumped me. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of Canadian dance history is about, is from a Eurocentric perspective Right mm-hmm. Anyway
1: Even even when you get up to like University dance history courses Yeah It's the exact same right. Yeah I'm like trying to remember things I'm like cool Martha Graham Alvin right. Ailey Yeah Bill T. Yeah. Jones Yeah uh, You know Jose Lamont Like Yeah It's very and w- Like where is the Canadian like... Oh yeah Also all of those people I just named are American Yeah <laughs> I couldn't even name Canadian dance history. (laughs) Yeah. It's true, though. It's so true. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really hard.
0: (laughs) That is.
2: It's it's, it's very weird.
0: Being a dancer in Canada is very hard.
2: Being Being, Being a dancer in Canada is very hard. Can you be solely a dancer in Canada? If you do not work for the National Ballet, mm-hmm. can yeah. you be only a dancer in Canada?
0: Or Alberta Ballet. Nope, no one even piece all those answers. have a second jobs. Do
1: they? What about the Winnipeg Ballet, Royal Winnipeg? Probably.
0: <gasps> okay. Royal Winnipeg, you'll be able to.
1: Okay, Royal Winnipeg.
0: Any, any type of national or-
1: Ballet BC? Ballet b c right yeah,
0: but again, all ballet,
1: yeah, yeah, so hi, and then, like every other positions I would guess is contract work, mm-hmm. like if you work for Crystal Pite yeah. or you work for you could pivot you're it's not a contract to contract basis, you're not a full time company member no no i don't I think the idea of just
2: being solely a dancer is. Non-existent. If you're gonna do non-ballet, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Can you can you imagine? It's like when
1: we get older, when I get older, (laughs) I'm gonna be like, back in the day, you could be a dancer in this city. (laughs) Like
2: (laughs) that was once an occupation.
1: I,
0: How do we fix it?
1: Ugh. I mean, I thought it was like possible coming out of university, and then I quickly learned that it probably wasn't. I was like, it's not the 80s anymore, Corinne. Yeah. Yeah. I don't live in New York.
2: Even if you live in New York.
1: In oh, New York my. In, like, in the 80s, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New yeah. Y- yes, you it's know. Not the, totally it's not right. New York, and it's not the 80s. Yeah, yeah you're totally right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Even my time in New York, I just felt really lucky to be living
0: here. Just waking up inspired.
1: New York is scary.
2: scarier than here, I think.
1: hmm How so?
2: Just like there's more, even more dancers. hmm Yeah. There's, there's more w- competition? There's more competition. The cost of living is more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think even like going to auditions
0: in New York. I mean, you've done auditions in New York. I've done auditions in New York. The it's you know like the people that are showing up it is it is a level of intimidation or
2: like a waiting f- game or it's crazy it's i recently did a class for um it was like a contemporary open class but it is known that this choreographer is going to be doing auditions soon oh so okay. everyone was there oh, and yeah. everybody was just like
1: Flipping out. Oh, yeah. Like, the energy... Was, like, exciting or, like, too much? Was too much. It was, too much. It was like, I'm going to get a concussion. Someone's going to kick you in the face. Someone's going to kick me in the face because mm. they want this job and they're going to kick real high. Mm-hmm. They're going to do as many turns as they can and not care about who's around them. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I mean... I so I, when I did the Sleep No More audition the yeah. first time, I was quite lucky because I got in because my sister, which I'm fine saying, mm-hmm. um, so I got called in for it. But there was a girl in the line, and I she was like behind me, and she, if you've seen Sleep No More, you know that there is a bald witch character. So you need witches that are willing to sh- shave their head yep. or show their breasts mm-hmm. and there's nudity in the show and the girl was saying that she shaved her head just for this audition. <gasps> and she, I mean, she made it to the callbacks but... But she shaved her she head. She was like forward. bald witch ready.
2: <laughs> and she didn't sign like she hadn't signed a contract. She That's just, just, it
0: was just like in the audition, like you were walking and you know, maybe she, I just like heard a part of a conversation. Maybe she had like been planning to shave her head for you know months. And then this was the perfect opportunity that arose. It's definitely completely possible. But I remember just being like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> where am I? <laughs> where <laughs> am I? Yeah. They are hard.
0: like
2: mm-hmm. every single know. time I go to New York, I'm like, these people are on another level.
1: I don't know if I could hustle that hard and be happy.
2: Yeah.
0: It's It's, a hustle. It is Like your only life. It is the only thing you do
2: It is that is it. And the thing is like what I was reminded of too, when I was there is like, you need money. Mm. You cannot be from a poor family and live in the city and keep doing professional development while not having a job. So you can attend those
1: auditions. Like, you're so like either those like people have money or they live at home or they're being financially supported by somebody, something, mm-hmm. or they have a side gig and they're yeah. working 60 hours a week.
2: And when you have a side gig, what does that mean for your dance? Like, are you able to dance every day? Mm-hmm. So then you stay. Because fit. you have to in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a hustle that isn't existent here, I don't think. Right?
2: <sighs> Good question. What do you think? Mm. I think
0: that we're lucky enough to have, like, health care here. Yes. I think so, too. And we're lucky enough that the idea of this hustle for health or for... Um, right.
1: There's certain things we don't have to worry about. Yes. Yes. But moving from Calgary to Toronto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I noticed a huge shift in the, the mentality around right. working. Right. And that to me was crazy. I was like, cause I felt, cause I moved here alone and didn't know anybody. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, everybody has three jobs. Everybody has blinders on. I'm not making any friends because if I don't or fit, if I don't get in their way, they just don't notice me. Mm. Yeah. Was what I found, but then I fell into that and it was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah, right. But I also like love that, so yeah. It's just like also there's like a res- like respect to that where I was like, oh, everybody is so focused, yeah, on what they want, yeah. Just, they're making it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I feel like there's still a hustle here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you're right, like to the extreme. Like, if you break your foot here, you're going to be okay to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yes. If you fall off your bike, you'll be okay to go to the hospital. If you hurt yourself at an
0: audition, throwing your leg in the air.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or get a concussion from someone kicking you.
0: You'll be able to go to the hospital. You'll be able to go to the hospital.
1: I think there's less fear. Mm -hmm. Which may be why it feels different in Toronto versus New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a bigger social safety net. Right. Yeah. Right. We're lucky in a sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and even in terms of funding. Yeah. Like through the arts councils. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We we're very lucky.
1: Yeah.
0: Very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so excited to see this work because i didn't get to see it at dance matters sarita yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. there. well
2: hopefully uh yeah well you're gonna have two times to see it mm-hmm. one time is there audience feedback at both showings i believe it's yeah it's like you know how
0: organized you are Christ. <laughs> Where's the CBD oil I need to bring? <laughs> <Right. laughs>
2: so SummerWorks is uh, August 12th, 15th, and 18th. Great. Right. The Citadel series, which is the the fall one, which is the official premiere, would be November 27th to November 30th, and then December 4th to the 7th. That's okay. Cool.
0: That's awesome. So we have to ask you a question. Yes, is being an artist fucking killing you? It's
2: killing me. <laughs> Why do we decide to do this? <laughs> no,
1: seriously, I don't know.
2: It's like this thing. It's like this passion that you just can't get rid of.
1: She just fell into the couch. By the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's this passion that you can't get rid of, and now you're in a sense, in some sort of way, addicted to this. To the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. So then when you're... It's just loaded. It's just loaded. You know, when you're trying to find a home and you can't find a home, you could... The reason why you can't find a home in the city is because you can't afford to live in the city because you're an artist. Mm -hmm. Or, for instance, like... What you know when you go back to your hometown and people say, like, well, why aren't you married with three kids? Everyone else your age is doing that, right? Yeah, well, because I'm an artist, or people just like don't understand what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing? We don't understand what you do every day. You must have an easy, easy life. Yeah, you don't go to work every day. Oh, you don't go to work every day. <laughs> you must have. You just love your life. You must like have a coffee in the morning. You sleep
1: all night. Oh, There's no you don't have to take C <laughs> No, no you, I just have nightmares all night and no, roll around. You just have nightmares all night and then you
2: think in the morning at six fifty five when the birds start chirping when they and they're saying like they're they're tweeting, but they're actually saying why aren't you working? Yeah. Why aren't you working? You better and check your email. You better check your email why aren't you checking your email? In your ear. it Tweeting in your ear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it's really it. you.
1: <laughs> so, yes. Oh. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that,
2: that was a loaded question. Oh, thank you so much, Sarita. Thank Thank you. You. This is
1: so fun. This This is is
2: great. This is really great. I'm happy that you guys are doing this. (laughs) Wow. This is really, really great that you're doing this. Seriously.
0: Thank you. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can catch us on Spotify and iTunes and basically anywhere you can download or listen to podcasts. Leave, Leave us a review, subscribe um, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. We always need supporters and we always need friends. So let us know what you're thinking and thank you guys so much.